What's up, everybody? This is the Behind the Agency podcast. I'm Andrew Johnson. And I'm Chandler Welling. What's going on, man? Uh, what's going on is I almost said, in my mind, I'm Chandler Johnson. <laughs> like, actually... <laughs> I'm Andrew Welling, and hey. this is Chandler Johnson. Um, what's up, dude? Uh, nothing. Yeah. We got a new drone in the house. We did. I think it's pretty sick. Yeah, dude. The unique Tycoon H+. Plus. Almost crashed on the first flight. Wow. So tell tell the people why you didn't go with like a, a DGI. So I just said GI. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so I have I have been flying a Phantom 4 Pro for the last two years. And I love it. It's a phenomenal drone. Uh, honestly, it's it's actually a lot better than this drone. Hmm. But uh, in in terms of like just uh, camera quality, for one, is way better in terms of uh, low light, uh, better sensor. Um, it's a platform that's a lot more support for than hmm. than unique. Um, I mean, unique. Not to take away from unique, it's still incredible. 4K, 60 frames. But the DJI I've had for a couple of years. Um, and I just had a bunch of problems with it. Like the gimbal, no matter how many times I calibrate, it would like, you'd fly it and it would like get crooked and like mm -hmm. off center. Um, the, the sensors would only work like every other flight. Yeah. Um, still a great drone. Uh, so I ended up giving that to my father-in-law for father's day. Oh, cool. Um, because he was looking, either going to Iceland at the end of the summer. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's and like one of my dreams. Yeah, spots. dude. So he was asking about drones. I was like, this would be perfect. I can give it to him and he can... The things that's wrong with it, like, won't affect him. Uh -huh. Like, because you don't even know it, but, like, for us, like, I have OCD, like, crazy. Yeah. And so I was just like, and I need, and it was time for something new. And this is just, uh, it's cool. It's got uh, six um, props, and the landing gear goes up, and you can um, third-party the camera, so. Nice. What are, you, what are you working on today with that? Um, we have, this is more, like, just for fun. We will do, like, local uh, video shoots for, like, uh, landscape hardscapers, like, people to build, like, million-dollar pools, yeah. which is really cool, which is, you know, it's a baller backyard. Yeah, it's like yeah. MTV Cribs. Um, so Alex and I actually are going to shoot that. So Alex will, you know, handheld the Sony on, or on the gimbal. And then um, I enjoy, I just really am passionate about drones. So I, it's for me, it's just kind of like yeah, my passion to and my hobby to go there and fly around and shoot some video. So yeah, that's fun. Yeah, man. It's a lot of fun. So we're, so I mean, kind of, it's kind of the same topic. We're talking mm -hmm. about content today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about content, uh, why it matters, um, you know, how you should use it, uh, all of that. So cool, man. Um, I guess we'll just get that rolling so uh let's go first real quick yeah uh i want to explain to the people <clears throat> before we get into that yeah what it what is that because mm -hmm. the the okay sign and the whistle at the at the uh end of the intro yeah it's like our, our outro yeah yeah oh it's on the, it's an intro too it's right? an intro. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah for sure yeah um so oh you're asking me the question yeah okay i, I want i want the people to know where that <laughs> you came know from. i might have to bring josh in on this it's something that i do but I don't remember when it started. It was recent, only like the last couple months. Yeah, I mean, you were doing it when I first came yeah. on board. So I'm a pretty um, animated person. And so I think it was just like one day someone was, uh, and I, I, I hyperbolize everything. So if I'm trying to tell you about like a taco shop, I like say it's the best ever. <laughs> no other taco shop compares. And I was just doing like, oh, it's amazing, whatever. I'm, I was using my hands. And I think I just was like, <laughs> like I was like the taco was. 
and it and it like it, so it basically yeah. means it's on point. Yeah, it means it's on point. Like it's it's flawless. Also, I I just picked up that you said taco shop, <laughs> like a skateboard shop. <laughs> what is that? What like were you gonna say a taco restaurant? I don't a taco know. joint. Taco joint. Sure, taco joint. So, but when I first did that, I'm pretty sure it was like either in front of Josh or Alex, whoever was by me, like it got them good. Like they were <laughs> laughing pretty hard and then it just kind of stuck. So now if we're trying to explain something like our new ping pong table is, <laughs> and, and it used to just be like, but yeah. now it's like you're stringing it along. It, yeah. It yeah. took on a whole new life. Oh yeah, yep. dude. And if I can go real loud if we have to. Yeah, so if you ever hear Chandler, <laughs> oh, that if you ever hear Chandler uh, doing that, it means uh, whatever he's talking about is yeah. uh, he's passionate about so, at some point. So it was, I don't know, who, it wasn't my idea. Someone had the idea to put it in. I think it was maybe it was you or maybe it was Josh. No, because you know how Gary V has that. Um, bef- like he'll he'll post a video on on uh, Instagram mm-hmm. and his logo will pop up and it mm-hmm. goes like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we're like, dude, it should be the whistle for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An audio tag. Yeah, man. So that's <laughs> that's where it came from. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so uh, content. Kind of go into you know, your theory, uh, if you will, on why content matters. Man, so this is a broad question, but a great question. It's broad because it matters for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, as a creative agency, everything we do is content. And actually, I started this agency just because of my belief and conviction towards quality content mm. and quantity co- of uh, content. Uh, wow. Quantent. <laughs> Qualitative. <laughs> quality content and yeah. a quantity yeah. of content. Um, so that, I mean, that's why we exist. Uh, I would say the most practical reason for content is, is why I talk about most because people connect with it mm-hmm. is content is now the only controllable substance. I wouldn't say only again, hyperbole, mm-hmm. but, we all know at least us like in the Facebook ads industry that Facebook is becoming an AI machine, right? Facebook today is so different from even three months ago, Mm -hmm. much less like thinking about like Q4 last year, right? Spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in like a single day on black Friday ads. Mm. Like the strategies this year will be so different. And if you told me last year what the strategies would be this year, I'd be like, dude, that's wacko. Mm -hmm. But Facebook is just, an algorithm machine and you have to feed the algorithm, right? Yeah. The only thing you can feed the algorithm with algorithm with is your copy, your creative and your product, right? Of course, there's things that break off of those things like your landing page, website, you know, load time, stuff like that. Of mm-hmm. course, there's a little bit more controllables, but in terms of what you're giving Facebook directly, there's only three things. And the most important piece is content, right? Mm-hmm. That's the visual piece. That's what everyone sees. If someone's scrolling through the feed, they have to stop on something, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and we're just passionate about having content, you know, be that that piece that, that yeah. really grabs their attention. And so it makes a lot of sense from a variety of standpoints. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so with that, um, kind of, I guess, break down our <clears throat> content strategy, you know, what that looks like. For us? Yeah, for us. Yeah, so this will be able to relate to a lot of people because a lot of agencies and, and Facebook ads gurus and, and people in the industry watch us. So for us, um, it's very much the Gary V model, mm. um, but it's genuine for us because this is just how social works. Like we've been doing this for years, even in our first, um, Josh and I's first company, um, the automotive uh, e-coms um, company, we take a lo- long form piece of content, 
like um, this podcast, for example, mm-hmm. where we got cameras rolling. We got three cameras rolling. Um, it's going to, you know, it's a podcast, but my passion for it is actually the video side. Yep. So we get a long form piece of content, um, 16 by nine, you know, widescreen mm-hmm. going on YouTube. Say this is 22 minutes long in 27 seconds. Let's see if I'm right. <laughs> we will take that YouTube. Then we will take 40 second clips and reformat them in a four by five, which is vertical video mm-hmm. for Instagram. We'll caption it native content, right? So now we take one piece of content and we start to break it out and it becomes, you know, seven, eight pieces of content because we got yep. the audio. Um, we've got LinkedIn, we got Facebook, we've got Instagram stories. So that'll mm-hmm. be a completely different format, nine by 16, you know, full screen vertical. Yep. And so now you can see how one piece of content turns into six, seven, eight on different platforms. And so yeah. that's the content strategy, right? Because a lot of people are like, Chan, how am I going to post three to six times per day? Right. That's impossible. And I'm like, no, if you, if you do it right, um, you can, you can start to utilize and, and compound your content because you just have, you'll have so much actually, you know, if we shoot four of these videos, we're going to have 20 pieces of content at least. Right. Yeah. Right. And so when, when you just said, um, you know, how am I going to post three to six times a day? Why should they be posting three to six times a day? That is a great question. You got the questions today. Yeah, dude, I'm ready. It's almost as if we've done this before. Um, <laughs> you should be posting three to six times a day because, again, Facebook's an algorithm machine, right? Mm-hmm. So say that you have a thousand followers and you're posting, what, what do you think that? Like, what do you post on your social? Like what, two to three times a week, even you? Me? Yeah, working here. Probably not even because I'm so busy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good excuse. But I also adopt that excuse. Yeah. But as a brand though, yeah. you know, let's, let's just say you're a skincare brand. You have, you're new to the market. You have a thousand followers and you're posting twice a week, right? Only, I would say a max of a hundred people will see that content and 80 of those people are the same people, if that yeah, makes sense. If you're posting once a day. Uh, no, I'd say two to three times a week, okay. but maybe even once a day too, because yeah. that's not a lot. Right. Uh, but it's good. It's better better than, you know, twice a week. But I would say most brands post that, that aren't, you know, they don't have like a comprehensive strategy, post two, three, four times a week max. Mm-hmm. So say you have a thousand followers, only a hundred people will see those, but only 80 of them are the same people every time, right? Yeah. So you have this huge group in your followers that are not seeing your content, right? People ask why. Well, Instagram's algorithm is based on engagements and interests, right? Yeah. So if I express interest in something, you start seeing it more, mm-hmm. especially, if, you know, a couple times. And so those 80 people that are like your top audience are always engaging with your content. They're liking every post mm-hmm. and Facebook is, you know, sending the, the content that way. So the way to break through that is start posting more frequently, mm-hmm. which is why I don't know if, you know, if anyone can relate to this, but have you ever followed someone and then you see their content? Um, and you forgot that you were following them because you haven't seen their content in so long, yeah, you know, yep. like it'll pop up like yep. six months later. Most of the time, again, remember I had that hundred number of mm-hmm. people seeing the content and yeah, 80 yeah. of them. So there's going to be like 10, 20 people that'll see your content just randomly, you know, yeah, of yeah, your yeah. followers. Right. So you might've been one of those people. Uh-huh. Another reason for you seeing content that you haven't seen in a while from someone you follow would be maybe, uh, the example that I like to use is like, uh, like my wife on like someone's birthday, like either a kid or like hers or my birthday, she'll mm-hmm. post like four five, six pictures. Right. And the algorithm just spreads it out because it's, it's not going to deliver like six pictures to like the same audience, right? right it can't. Yeah. It's just how how the algorithm works. So the way to break through is you start posting quantity mm-hmm. and then you'll start to, you know, one picture or video will go to another hundred people. Yeah. And if they like that, 
you know, a few of those people will start to see your content, you know, your next post, right? Mm-hmm. And it start, starts to snowball, right? Because you, you go to a different audience, they engage with your content, and then now when you get back to, say, your same posting schedule, for a little bit, more people will see that content. Yeah. I know there's a lot of information here, and I feel like I'm, it's confusing, but does that make sense? No, yeah, yeah. It definitely does. And so, yeah, that's what we say three <clears throat> to six times per day. But what happens is people will start posting a, a volume and they'll see their engagement rate drop, right? Mm-hmm. Say they're like, oh, I'm used to getting 100 likes and then they'll start to get like 50 or 60 only, right? Yeah. It's because, again, you're going to a new audience. Your engagement rate will drop because not as many people are seeing it or people that aren't as familiar with you, even though they follow you. Right. But it's a long-term play. And, and I say long-term, it's like four to six weeks you should start seeing that compound, right? So it's, yeah. you got to be committed though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I can't tell you how many times I've been on on the phone with a, a potential client yeah, and I'll drop a number of, uh, content, let's mm-hmm. say static images and, and video uh, that we're talking about, just like getting them started. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they'll say, and you've heard this before. They'll oh, yeah. say that's, that's way too much content. What are we gonna do with all that content? Oh yeah. Yeah. Is there such thing as too much content for a no, brand? no, 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 not at all. And even like, um, again, and I'll bring them up all the time in the podcast. I'm, I'm, uh, unashamed Gary V lover, <laughs> but Gary V talks about like celebrities, right? Mm-hmm. Celebrities, the strategy for the last 15 years have been like exclusivity, right? They try to like just make certain appearance cause it's like they're hard to reach and mm-hmm. pe- you know, it makes people want more. Yep. But then like, uh, everyone it should be a priority is following Will Smith. Yeah. Dude, he's the first celebrity really, truly like a list yeah, movie yeah. star. Maybe not musicians are usually a little bit more in tune with like social especially younger. Yeah, yeah. But Will Smith is someone that adopted quantity and mm-hmm. quality of content. Yeah. YouTube, ins- he's he literally overnight became the world's best Instagrammer yeah. and lo- most loved. And he, he's been, uh, I think, just over a year. I think yeah, his year anniversary was like about, a month yeah. or two ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's just to prove that like, you know, we're, we're shifting from that, you know, exclusivity and try to paint the perfect picture mm-hmm. and it's limited yeah. to like quality or yeah. in- quantity matters more. Right. And Gary actually just talked about this. Someone said quality or quantity, and he said quantity every single time. Yeah, he said in a perfect world, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think people, I mean, we've done it. We yeah. get so hung up on the quality that we don't. It's like this podcast. We were yeah. such perfectionists about it. Yeah. Where we did like. Probably, well, this this opens up a different discussion, though. But fi- like finish what you're going to say. Yeah. yeah, just like the, the thought of not, uh, it's not good enough. Yeah. Uh, so you don't post yeah. the content. Rather than just like basically, you know, just yeah. pumping it out there, break through that algorithm and kind of well, more. I'll be really transparent on on why. And it's again, it is literally counterintuitive to what I just said. But why we focus a lot on quality over quantity as an agency, mm-hmm. um, because perception is everything. Right. And at the state that we are, where people recognize us as experts. Right. Yep. People recognize our success. Um. I'm very, very selective on how uh, people view Welling Media. Yeah. Right. So, but this is the thing I can afford to. Right. And I know this is, again, almost an opposing um, view on what I just said. Mm -hmm. But I have the equity, if you will, the brand equity to be able to afford to focus on quality. Sure. Not quantity. But prior to me having the equity, how I built my equity Mm -hmm. was just posting. Right. Literally search my name and all these Facebook groups and you'll see I was posting yep. 
I wasn't posting, you know, on these groups three, six times a day because it's different when, you know, different, yeah, it's yeah. a different platform. But I was just, I had to do me. I was literally in the trenches on my phone doing the work yeah. and I built a name. And now that I have the name, I'm like, okay, we have to build upon this strategically. Mm-hmm. But how you get started, which is most people listen to the podcast, like they're, you know, they're itching to get going. Yeah. It's quantity because um, the biggest reason for quantity is it helps develop your content strategy. It helps you gain knowledge mm-hmm. on the algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. like step one is just start posting. And that's why Gary said perfect world, quality and quantity. Yeah. Because you, you kind of adopt quality as you go along. But again, quantity first before everything. Right, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, and do you think that builds trust? Um, like from a brand to their consumers? Just... Um, being active on there for sure. Yeah. I've even had people tell me like, um, it's funny. I've had people be like, like, uh, well, in media, you can't be doing it. You guys don't post on your social Cause we just recently started posting on our socials. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's funny. Cause it's like, it's not a tell all, you know? Right. But it is though. Yeah. For a consumer side. Yeah. Like if you, I, I've never done it. Uh, ironically, I've never thought about buying something from someone and then go check out their social mm-hmm. like to see what's up i just i don't know maybe i'm different or, or, or maybe not but i've had people be like dude like i'll go check out someone's social and and see if it's legit or not yeah. before like to you know if someone you never heard of yeah um especially before we get on calls with people too oh yeah oh That's well yeah thing. it's a little bit because we dissect everything oh, yeah. but um quality speaks to competency which is something that i'm yeah very it's like uh my motto, if you will. Yeah. Um, and it's subconscious, right? That's what I love about marketing. And this, um, this speaks to our carefulness mm-hmm. in putting out like even this podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like, int- it's not like someone sees this and they're like, oh wow, it's highly produced. I trust these guys. Yeah. It's all perception. It's shaping thought, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like I'm, I'm good at marketing and our company is good at marketing because pretty much everyone here is really like is intuitive to people and mm-hmm. right yeah oh like, yeah for the most that's part. like one of your biggest strong suits especially as like a sales guy but like you as andrew johnson you're so good at like the intuition of like what's acceptable what's not when to say things right some people aren't they just yeah some people they just talk a yeah a lot of awareness but yeah and yeah. companies lack awareness oh, yeah. right big time so when i say quality speaks to competency it's not like this thing that like consumers necessarily can like say black and white right it's mm-hmm. a perception that's I think that's like probably our biggest strong suit even with my first company is people always thought we were way bigger than we are mm. always like they thought we were like Apple almost in the industry yeah. and like we're like sitting in a in a dark room in a closet like like what the heck do we do right yeah. but it's all about like just you know putting out your best work for yep. me um you know again always being trained. I I always say um that I'm a recovering elitist yeah. because I've always put Apple at the limelight. Like I love the minimalist design, mm-hmm. the, you know, elite marketing, like, you know, like it's gotta be clean and perfect, yeah. which again, I know, and I'm just being transparent is so counterintuitive to even what we operate in and, right. and, and we believe about social. So exactly. Cause we see, you know, you, you see people like Apple or these, these people who are putting out like the cleanest yeah. quality Nike. of, you know, of uh, content. Yeah. Um, but then again, you see people like Slim Jim or Dude. Wendy's who are posting memes and, uh, you know, trolling on social media who, who are completely, you know, disrupting it. I wish we could get Mr. Slim Jim in here. I, I wish we could get that long boy in Actually, here. Actually, I'm... I, <laughs> Dude, that's good. I'm 95% sure 
a company called Brandfire is behind Slim Jim. Mm. Um, Brandfire. Yeah, because Brandfire actually owns the Instagram account Memes. If you look at all of their logos. Memes with a Z? Or is it just memes? It's whatever is black. It's a black and purple logo. I think it's a purple M for memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But Brandfire has the exact same like uh, design logo. Mm. And then there's a couple other um, accounts too. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. are all that black and purple. Um, so shout out Brandfire. I forget the dude. I follow the guy, the CEO of Brandfire. Um, anyways, genius. Slim Jim has the the mm-hmm. best 2019 social media strategy of all time. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They post 100% memes. Yep. And their, their Twitter is hilarious too. Oh, oh, I don't like, follow. Dude, I've never, we could talk about this in another podcast. I've never been a Twitter guy. Yeah, you you haven't been. I I, I'll pop my head, and I, I used yeah. to. I, I'll like go through phases of Twitter. Yeah, but yeah, their their Twitter's hilarious. They'll just like troll troll people all day long Dude. on there. A lot like Wendy's. Yeah, uh, yeah. did. Um, but it's it's cool to see because a lot of times I think that brands maybe sometimes get a little caught up or a little too careful um, with like going out of the norm. Yeah, you yeah. know of of like business. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, ethics or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, they're, they're afraid. And that's the thing. I think that's what a lot, and this is a whole nother topic that we'll talk about. Um, one day on here is just the, uh, the, the change in just millennials coming into the, yeah. the, the workforce and kind of moving into those executive positions. You've been, you've been posting and talking a lot about have, this. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's fascinating. I think, and I think it's a good thing. Um, there's so many, um, it, it, the business world in any industry they're in can be so uptight. Dude, you know, and, and which yeah. talks about LinkedIn. Do yeah. you remember what that one guy said in my post when I posted? <laughs> I posted yeah, my uh, my Aston Martin post on LinkedIn, and some guys like LinkedIn is not the place for this. Yeah, <laughs> LinkedIn's also the place where a viral video or photo from 2014 can like resurface and go viral. And every, yeah, it's like brand new. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, dude. So <laughs> I will say this, and I will. I I hope I ruffle feathers with this statement. LinkedIn is everything that I hate about business. Sure. Yeah. Congratulations, Larry, on your achievements. <laughs> Dude, it is the most like postured platform, but like not genuine at all, yeah. which is the people that are genuine. Yeah. And stick out. I have friends that are on LinkedIn that are killing it, but their posts are not genuine. They're just um, sensationalized content right. to go viral on LinkedIn, which is, which is smart. And honestly, like, which is, man, this is what's held me back from putting out a lot of content is because I don't want to try to be something. I want to That's be, good. like, I'm thoughtfully, like, I want to be myself. Deep. Yeah. I want to be myself yeah. on these platforms. Oh, 100%. When it comes to, like, when I'll vlog, when I'll podcast, when I'll post on LinkedIn. Yep. I know for a fact that a lot of people do not resonate with the things that I talk about. I have old friends be like, bro, like, mm. but I'm literally being 1,000% myself. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. You know, because I, I hate when like someone's like, they'll adopt these platforms and they start like talking like a business guru mm-hmm. or they'll start like talking like whatever they think that they want to be. Yeah. And it, and people can read, read through that and like, you know. Yeah. But in the, with that, it kind of protects you in the long run yeah. because people like you'll, you'll see people like Gary Vee. Yeah. He will post videos from like 2007. Dude. And, and it's the same and thing. It's the same thing he's oh still gosh. saying. So it's, it's like the you most protect, gangster stuff. Ever. Yeah, yeah. You, you like almost protect your brand in a way in the yeah. long run because yeah. 
you're going to stay consistent. Yeah. And your, your, your mind may change about, about different things, but yep. at least on those, you know, core things and who you are, yeah, it's staying the same. It's, it's consistent. So for sure people can look back and, you know, it's like politicians will always see these videos, you know, of them saying something completely different. Oh you yeah. Know, three dude. years ago or like, depending on the literally like, they're talking to like black and white different. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Huge. Uh, but we like, hate climate change. Climate change is taking over the world. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just goes back and forth. Yeah. And so, as like from you know who you are, let's say let's say Gary Vee for for instance, he's been saying the same things over the past ten years and like being consistent with who he is. So yep. it's that even builds trust in itself. Oh, it, for, for sure. You know, so I think that's uh, well. You know, what this comes down to which is I think my favorite quote of all time, and I have no idea like who said it first, but it's people don't have to believe what you're saying; they have to believe that you believe what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, for I. Sure. I have the chill saying that because <laughs> it it's literally everything that I believe about social. Yeah. I so many people they will start posting again as this guru in whatever space. And I'm like, dude, you're riding a wave. Like yeah. when I talk about business, it's only what I have experienced. Right. Yeah. I I know nothing. Actually, I, I know some about acquisition, but I don't know nothing about uh, like finances right. in terms of like, you know, from the business aspect, mm-hmm. like I just know what I know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know content. I know scaling quickly. I know branding, marketing. Yep. I don't talk about other things outside of that realm yep. ever. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't even you, want to. Right. When, I have nothing to why say. Why would you? You have yeah, nothing right. of value to say. Yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, that's where you just have to go all in and bet on your strengths. Yeah. 100%. So that's why it's genuine. And that's, dude, it's so easy to scale quantity mm. like content when you're just talking about your truths. Right. Yeah. Right. Like we could, we can make this a 180 minute podcast right now. <laughs> right. Just talking about this. Oh yeah. Because it's sure. like, it's rooted in us. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, LinkedIn's a funny place. This, all that to say this just in millennials are making dude, money on the internet. Dude. <laughs> I hate those freaking articles, but I also love them because yeah. they tickle me. Oh, dude, so, so Andrew great. and I have this, you know, Again, I'm going to be as transparent as possible in the fact that, like, if someone steals my idea and runs with it, great. But Andrew <laughs> and I want to start uh, a satirical <laughs> a satirical website called Millennial Times, which is all of um, millennial, like, headlines that you'll read, like, yeah. like you know, CBS will post. And it's yeah. like, this just in, millennials are making more money than ever walking dogs. <laughs> This just in, millennials are not changing their oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. yeah we, we're going to we go all day. So millennial times is actually available right now on GoDaddy for twenty nine ninety seven, about three grand. Yeah. And I need to cop it up, dude. It's like the Babylon B. It yeah. would kill. Babylon B, the, the onion. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah. man, but I mean, this is all in the realm of content. Yeah. Well, just to make this practical for the podcast, <clears throat> genuine content, like it has to be you yeah. through and through. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a good place to just stop. But yeah, it's been um, fun. So um, yeah, but we will be we're we're just now uh, going to be getting the podcast published on iTunes. Uh, the approvement um, approval approval process improvement Impro- improvement <laughs> process. <laughs> the um, approval process takes like seven to ten business days or something oh, okay. like that. So um, but yeah, this is uh, going to be up on all platforms pretty soon. Here, uh, going to have an. Now, right? It's on what? Spotify now, right? It should be on Spotify, actually. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, think I, got, I got it up there yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I think you can search behind the agency on Spotify and find it there. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to have an email set up 
phone number, all of that, so you guys can send in your questions. And it's podcast. Podcast at Media. So please send us questions, concerns. Um, no, um, topic ideas. Yeah, yeah. Things that you want to ask us, like, we'll be as an open book as we possibly oh, can. 100%. Um, as long as it, like, doesn't break an NDA we have with a client mm-hmm. or, or stuff that would put us in a poor position in terms yep. of, you know, client-facing things. So we're going to set up a phone number, right? Yeah, so we'll have that set up pretty soon. Uh, you guys can send in voicemails, uh, questions, and even if you disagree with us on some stuff. So we'd love to hear all of it. Cool, man. Thanks cool, for listening, cool. guys. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>